Ratchet Sound. Before I get into all the other stuff or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to uh, whole trio back up in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, we haven't gotten to the Giants, and I don't know when that's going to happen. So, you know, Jersey's on, Chapel Hill's on, all the other places owns finest Mr. Tanjay's. What's goody, man? What's going on, man? Uh, there'll be plenty of time to talk about the Giants, but uh, not today. Not today. No pain today? <laughs> Everything will know pain. Some decent, <laughs> decent stuff going on, but uh, not for today. And coming out of, we don't know if it's Philadelphia, the 919, West, East Germany, or whatever, one Hunter D. Marketo. And the D stands for. Don't, don't know. know if he's still devastated about the Dolphins. Who? What's goody? Man, I'm I'm chilling. I am still kind of devastated. Not really by the Dolphins, but by the Eagles. And then hearing that they're trying to trade back up to get a quarterback. So make it um, make sense. You know, I'm just doing what I can. It's just I'm I'm sick of my feelings being hurt, quite honestly. Damn. How many ways, man? How many ways? Bro, like you ever think how ridiculous shit is? Like dead ass? Yeah. I can't. I can't. I got. I can't. We, we, I can't. we go. We go. Save for some other stuff or whatever. Top secret, you know. Shh. Now when I remember. Nothing in this bitch. They can't even hurt. Now when I remember. Um. <laughs> remember, ladies and gentlemen, to rate, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend. Links and everything going to be in the description in the bios below. Um. Also, make sure to check out that April playlist. I. By the time y'all listen to whatever, I'm 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 done adding songs to it or whatever. I think I'm up to like the 70s or whatever. I've been going crazy with this playlist, finding some new crazy artists and you know, new hype things. Um, you guys will probably be getting this on a Thursday. So if you have not yet, make sure to check out Monday's episode or whatever. Me and the homies went up. And reviewed everything NXT take stand and deliver nights one and two going into Mania thirty seven, which was insane. And on Tuesday we did a kickback episode. Me, you know, and my homies, uh, Dre, uh, Dre and Q, whatever, just kind of talking about a whole bunch of stuff or whatever from you know sending our condolences to DMX, uh, Paul Pierce out here getting himself fired or whatever, oh, yeah. and <laughs> Hubert Davis making the block hot for you know brothers that are with white women. On his day off. So, you know, make make sure to tune in to that or whatever, just for pure Friday night drunk ignorance or whatever, recorded into a microphone. <sighs> but 
NFL draft edition or whatever. It's been in the talk for a little bit, boys, or whatever. We're going to go through all the teams or whatever going into the draft. And for y'all to actually make me care about football, this is a powerful thing. So I appreciate y'all. That's what I do. That's what we're here for. And and I, and I don't want the listeners to misconstrue that. Mook, Mook always cares about football, but. Yeah, I do. Sometimes know, it just gets a little bit like. <sighs> it's not in the months of football. Sometimes I'll, I'll attest. It's just hard to give a fuck. It's just like you know, seventeen weeks about to be, you know, whatever, oh, and then you know, play. We 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 don't miss weeks on that side. You know what I'm saying? Like between that and I'm used to doing this with wrestling, whatever. For football, it was just like, damn. <laughs> you know, we work we work two two full time jobs essentially. Nah. The stuff they don't know about or whatever in pre-production, but hey, that's for all fair. Let's get into the knock. Um, what y'all boys want first? A, let me see the AFC side of the North or the NFC side of the North. I think we're all pretty content with the NFC or the AFC. Or no, we're we're content with the NFC. So let's start with the AFC. Alrighty. AFC North division, whatever, which, you know, guys, this episode will be all North or whatever. We're going to do North, South, East, West. So, you know, be prepared or whatever. Leading up into the draft on, what is that, like the 28th? I, I believe it's the 30th. Huh. Which is a little weird. I thought the draft usually starts on like a Thursday. But that's I think it's Friday. that 29th, that Thursday. Maybe it I'm is wrong. Excuse yes. me. You're good, you're good. You're excused. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go ahead and start this off with, you know, our guy, you know, Joe Cool or whatever in the Cincinnati Bengals, who finished How you doing? four eleven and one last year, one and five in the division. Or excuse me. Big, look, yeah, in the division. Big tie. They have in the first round the fifth pick, in the second round the thirty eighth pick, in the third round the sixty ninth pick. Ooh, their needs are offensive tackle, wide receiver, and edge rusher. Which, if you guys only know how many times I wrote down edge rusher or whatever, we will see it a lot. Who wants to go first on the Bengals? Oof. Um, we talk about you know draft things and the team overall or whatever too. You know. Yeah, well, obviously we know that they're not going to draft another quarterback, um, especially with, you know, don't bite your tongue favorite, Joey Burrow, tearing his Facts. ACL here. Um, they're, they're definitely going to feel like they got uh, they got a, a lot more to do with him. And understandably, yeah, though, you know, I think he's uh, he has a chance to, to be the player he was in college in the NFL. They just they have to know and they, they, they have to learn, essentially how they're going to build that with him. Um, it's, and that's why, that's why I said offensive lineman first, because Jesus Christ, my man was running for his life last year. <laughs> well, you know, and it's, it's also one of those things where it's like, um, I think there's one clear offensive lineman who is the best by far. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's that, oh, I can't think of his name. I cannot pronounce a lot of names, but the Jack, do you have anything before <laughs> I answer Keto's question? Well, names is going to be a 
perennial problem on this okay. podcast, as I think it usually is. Uh, I believe you're thinking of Penny Swell out of Oregon. Yeah, yes. that's the one yeah. I have written down. <laughs> yeah, which he I, seems to, I mean, it's, it's it's a good noodle. Um, but I, I think because right now I I, I see what people are, are are going with as far as well, you know, they could take a wide receiver. They could. The only thing is. You've got you've got T Higgins, love him, and I feel another don't bite your tongue favorite, and I just feel like you're gonna be you're gonna be stuck in the exact same boat that you were in last year. Like, okay, dope, cool. You have a a great wide receiver, and and I, you know that that's that's not something that we can really take away from you. But if you're not giving your quarterback time enough to throw the fucking ball. What good is it to have a wide receiver? It, 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 I mean, I don't get it. It's interesting. I mean, you have a team that's drafting number five. You know they have a lot of holes to fill across the roster in general. I think a lot of people are focused on the offense just because you want to see what you have in Burrow and you want to see what the potential for the team can be with him long term. Um, Obviously, they're not giving up on him, protecting him. Like we said, he got chased around like a maniac, and that's clearly why he got injured to begin with. I mean, losing A.J. Green, it's a loss, but, I mean, how much did he really add to the team last year? Losing John Ross, always injured, but a deep threat. How much much has he added to the team? I mean, he's been injured pretty significantly his last year. Right. I mean, the both of them. So definitely having someone in there – offensively is going to be key. I mean, they have defensive needs too, but sharing up the line seems like probably the clearest, the cleanest thing to do, but sitting at number five, especially in such a draft that's going to be quarterback heavy on the top end. How do you overlook Jamar chase who he already has an established relationship with and getting that together. It's kind of one of those opportunities that you're not going to get very often. Uh, one of the best receivers in the draft, probably the number one overall receiver in the draft and an established relationship with the quarterback you're trying to build around. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I don't want to uh, have anyone misconstrue what I'm saying. I mean, um, AJ green is, is probably one of the best to ever do it, but he's just been so fucking hurt, dude. Like it, yeah, he's, it, getting it, there. he's getting him there in age too. Yeah. But, but like, I, I, I only say that to say like, you know, we we love we love him here, but seriously, he hasn't he hasn't added much because he hasn't been able to add much. I, I, I guess the oh go ahead go ahead. I was gonna say I loved uh, Jack too that you mentioned uh, Jamar Chase or whatever. That was one of the names I had written down on the notes I was taking. But um, one question I want to ask you guys or whatever, you know, a little, little bit of research I was doing or whatever, and like kind of people names that are floating around for teams. Is Tyler Eifert still there? No. Oh, is he? I thought he was hurt. Uh, No, yeah, he's not. Hold on. Because a guy we're going to talk about a lot and everything within, you know, so many different teams or whatever. um, It says they're looking, you know, they're kind of looking into Kyle Pitts or whatever out of Florida, too. Um, Eifert signed with the Jaguars last year. Oh, okay. So would Pitts make sense for this? Well, not would he make sense for this number five five pick or whatever, but what do you guys think about that? Um, Who, Kyle Pitts? Yeah. Well, I'll I'll tell you firsthand. Kyle Pitts, in my opinion, 
he is a big dude. Mm-hmm. He's he's just as heavy as a standard tight end, maybe heavier. He ran a very similar forty to Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase. He was in, I'm pretty sure he was in that four 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 five range. Nice. But, but I'll tell you, he has probably better hands than both Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase. Hands wise, he does. Um, people, there, there, there's a lot of talk about whoever drafts him. Whoever drafts him is actually going to be able to use him as um, as a wide receiver. I about to say he's essentially a receiver. He's just a big boy, so he's a tight end, you know. And he can block too. So, and that's that's awesome, you know. That. Yeah. And and so you know, I just. Uh, I think it's important that people realize that, you know, yeah, you've got Jamar Chase. Cool. You've got Devontae Smith, but there's also something that's at play here. And it's, it's bigger than a lot of people realize and are going to realize for sure. I, I think we're going to end up talking about Kyle Pitts a lot when it comes to the top. Oh, yeah. I don't know. 12 here. Um, because he's he a safe. He, yeah, well, he seems like a safe pick and, you know, everything's up in the air when it comes to draft picks for sure. And he's got the intangibles physically. Um, I think particularly for the Bengals themselves, I think the reason Chase stands out among the receiving players, which we're just going to include Pitts in as a receiver as in itself, its own thing. Just the relationship there, I think, stands out beyond Love that. A skill player out of Florida, too. Yeah. It's going to continue to be another thing talking about pits in general. What is too high to draft a tight end? It'll just be a continuing narrative with the whole thing, but he well, seems know, like one of the surest things. And and it's also another thing you got to look at where it's like, yeah, how early is it to draft a tight end? But also could this be the future of the tight end position coming out, you know? Um, and we could be completely wrong. And there's a part of me that actually tells me Pitts isn't going to be successful in the NFL. Um, he has all the, the intangibles, but, you know, and we've seen people that have looked phenomenal in college and they just don't make it in the NFL. That's just that's just not how it is. And so, um, you know, there is that chance. But I think at least for the first couple of years, he's going to be able to be super productive. So I'm thinking if you're if you're these teams that are caught high in the NFL draft, um, like in the first 10 picks, at least 10 picks. That's, that's, that's what I would say. Um, and let me get the draft order pulled up. But I, I feel like if you're, um, if you're in the first 10 or so picks, mm-hmm. you know, you got to kind of look now, obviously you have the obvious teams, the jets, um, the jets, the Jags, the Niners, um, the Falcons, I pray I'll, I'll, go throw, there. I'll, I'll throw into there. But when you look at the Bengals, you look at the Lions. The Lions just got another quarterback in the offseason. They're not going to be looking at the future of that position. So if I'm the Lions, I'm fine with being like, you know what? We don't really know who we're going to pick here without taking a little bit of a risk. Let's get pits. You know, if you're the Dolphins when you got the sixth pick from Philadelphia, okay, you're comfortable with taking Kyle Pitts. If you're the Panthers, you just got Sam Darnold. You're comfortable with taking Kyle Pitts. Same with the Broncos. Same with the Broncos and especially same with the Cowboys. So I think if you're anywhere in the top 10 and it comes down to it where you had your one or two guys on the draft board that ended up not being there when, when you're getting there, 
you're you're gonna take Pitts because he's he's the he's honestly the safe bet. I, I personally don't think there's anywhere that's too high for him to go, um, especially just from the realistic standpoint of where he's going to end up outside of the quarterback conversation, where the very top of the draft is going to settle with. Um, the only, you know, I think we have a tendency to get caught up once you start talking, but spending a lot of time on a team that doesn't probably need a whole lot of time to talk about right at the top here, too. So I don't want to spend forever on the right. Bengals either. <laughs> but um, just with that said, real quick, you know, you, we're talking about receivers. We're talking about offensive line with Sewell or Sewell. Um, you know, by shoring up the offensive line, even though he's a tackle, potentially that could help Joe Burrow not only from the protection standpoint of being a tackle, but opening up the run game as well with Mixon getting that whole narrative going. That could free up Higgins to get out, Boyd to get out, and help him generate the offense as well. If Pitts really could be that dual threat as like a Gronkowski type that can catch and block, maybe that's the best of both worlds for them. But outside of those three, I don't really see anyone else that's of like potential for that number one spot for them. True. Great here. Um, any final thoughts on the Bengals? Are we good? I'm good. I'm, I'm good with them. I'm, I'm good with them. Like I said, I, I think for them, um, for them, just at least in my eyes, you've got the Jamar Chase connection, sure. But I, I feel like for me, the, the pick for you is, is definitely going to be offensive line because, I mean, one one ACL tear is enough and is, is questionable, but two back-to-back, uh, you might be ruining a young man's career there. I, I would put my money on Sewell so, so as well. Speedy Swell recovery well. to Joe Burrow. True. All right, up next. The Cleveland Browns. Last year they finished eleven and five, three and three in the division. Um, first round they have the twenty-sixth pick. Second round have the fifty-ninth, and they have in the third round the ninetieth and the ninety-second pick. Their needs are edge rusher, cornerback, and linebacker. Who wants to start here? And before that, well, before or after that, I have a question about the Browns because something I heard literally yesterday. Uh, take it. Um, I have I have heard, and I don't know, Jack. You probably heard the same thing, or whatever. That teams are calling, you know, like hey, or they, they've said, hey, you know, you, you could call us about Odell. I mean, you know, let's go ahead and start with it. <laughs> We're gonna have to talk about it eventually. I don't think that's that out of the realm of possibility for them to deal him. I mean, it's been two seasons of nothing that yeah. crazy happening for them. If the value is good, I think you definitely explore it. Odell, is, Odell isn't who he was. That the jersey question mark? Big blue? <laughs> I, I think we already spent a lot of money on a receiver this offseason. <laughs> yeah. You said him and Saquon are working out together, you know? Oh, God. But um, no. Nah, what, um, what what are you guys thinking about for the Browns? Let me see. Who's the main guy they got? Or oh, uh, let me see. The first one I have or whatever is Joseph Osei, linebacker out of Texas. Um, the Browns need a linebacker, but truthfully, I'm um, I don't know. I I, I really feel as if maybe i mean yeah we just we were just talking about trading odell but yeah. i i i feel like they they w- it wouldn't hurt for them to draft another wide receiver interesting 
it sounds crazy, but I, I don't think it would be at least out of the realm of possibility, especially when you consider this year's class. This year's class is probably the most wide receiver heavy class I've seen, at least since I've been. You know, Didn't we say that last right. year? We did say that last year, but yeah. go ahead. I mean, yeah, there were there was uh, there was a lot of receivers. CD, there was JJ. Uh, I walk up. JJ. I um. I can't. Damn, I can't even say oh, it. Oh Jesus! Don't don't. Aldega Whiteside. Is it Aldega? Or Sega? Or Sega. I was like, see, I was close. No, you weren't. And that was two years ago. And I'll never forget the iconic picture of him in rookie camp and his mom holding an umbrella over him. <laughs> Hate that shit, bro. Hey man, that, 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 hey, we get, we need to put that up there with Iverson's mom being literally on the front row braiding his bro, hair, braiding him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Philly legends. Philly legends. <laughs> okay, we're on Cleveland. We're on Cleveland. We're on Cleveland. <laughs> um, another guy that I really like for them, you know, as uh, you know, we're talking about edge rushers. Yeah, I, I think. For them, it's going to come down to either Christian Barmore, um, he's an edge rusher out of Alabama, or Jalen Phillips, he's an edge rusher out of Miami. I, I think that's where they go first because, you know, when, when you think about it, like, dope, you've got Miles Garrett. If you're not going to find I'm, – I'm sorry, but right, at least right now, you're not going to find someone who's as terrifying as Miles Garrett on the line. No. But if you can find someone who is at least – halfway as terror or half as terrifying um you're in pretty good shape you know um and so i think i think i think that's the direction they're going to go to at least uh, and so i'm i'm not uh and, I, and i'm not upset with it i i do think that you know maybe they could look at things a little differently as far as offense but um especially in that division you've got lamar jackson um the skeleton of Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> and um, you know Joe Burrow you don't know how he's going to be this season so like I said I, I I definitely think it's it's their time to build off of the momentum of last year and like I said I, I don't think drafting an, ed, an, an edge rusher over a um, oh god I, I don't think them drafting an edge rusher over a wide receiver is definitely the end of the world, but I definitely see where that thought process is going to lie because you got to have somebody on the opposite end. You know, once mile, once they realize they can't double team miles Garrett over and over and over again, that's when your defense can really start to run rampant. Thanks. Um, Jack. Yeah. When I think about the Browns, I mean, they made their first big push last year after being a little bit overhyped the year before I think about, um, you know, making a real playoff run, a win over the Steelers, which is big for them in the playoffs. Um, their offense, I think Kato's right, could use another pass catcher, um, especially another one that could be relatively um, impactful for them that could help free up what they do have, considering if, you know, outside of the realm of the moving OBJ with him and Landry, still Austin Hooper there, he could actually do something more notable this year, but the core of the team is running the ball and then the running ball, the play action off of that. Um, and they ran the ball extremely well last year. Oh, wow. it, we told them to do it like the entire year. They went to the end, but okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's weird. They went away from it at all to any extent, but you know, it, 
game plan is game plan. You know, we're not coaches, so, you know, whatever. But uh, I personally um, thinking about making a deeper run to the playoffs. um, It always comes down to the pass rush, Um, being able to either contain a quarterback that can get off his spot and move, keeping him in the pocket, disrupting that whole thing, or with, again, the quarterbacks in their division, like Kato was talking about, maybe a little bit, well, as I Lamar, obviously, um, relatively contained to the pocket and putting pressure on them consistently um, really changes the dynamic of what you can do. And tandem that with a strong running game, that's a really successful plan for a team that could go far in the playoffs. So I think looking at the edge is probably the smartest move in the first round here, late in the first round. And even still, it's just the first round. They have more draft picks. They could pick up another receiver later or even another tight end or something, get more pass catchers in the stable they have for Baker. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, the Browns is the Browns. <laughs> hey, man, ba- Baker's like, well, nah, we we brand new now, you know? Which he I mean, showed and delivered last year, you know? He continues to hold his swagger for sure. Um, some other names I had seen mentioned for them or whatever. Um, Davon Nixon, D tackle out of Iowa, and Trayvon Morang Woodard, the safety out of TCU. These names, man, I'm telling you, they're gonna kill me with a lot of these names. Um, any final thoughts on the Browns? Are we good? I'm good. I think. Um... I think they're another team that really knows where their needs lie the most. Um, you know, I, I think for us, we're, we're definitely a lot more familiar with the NFC side of things. But, you know, just, just watching last year. Plus, you know, they got eliminated right after that thrashing that they had. But I also feel like, um, you know, that was a very emotional game for them. And, you know, not a lot of people do very well after emotional games. So, um, you know, it, it's just it's just one of those things. I think a lot of people really believe in them, which is more than they've had in the last couple of years. So I uh, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Um, but I, I definitely see edge rusher in my uh, in the future for them. Yeah, last thoughts. Stefanski did a great job last year. Um my- I think they could probably use a little bit more help with the secondary as well, whether that's someone behind Denzel Ward or another safety, something like that. Sure that up. Um, they do have two third round picks, so they, they have a good haul at the top of the draft here to get some fill a couple of these holes here. Um, just thinking back to Stavansky real quick, his offensive scheme, that zone run play action scheme. If you have someone you would think it would be Odell that could be the deep threat, but probably not at this point in his career with these what with what he's shown in the past couple of years. Hopefully he gets healthy, he can do what he can do. But if you get another deep threat that can consistently be that stretch the field guy that when Stefanski was with the Vikings like Stephon Diggs and really open that offense up, that could get uh, pretty deadly for them. So another consideration, but I do think Ed Rusher, Ed Rusher probably is uh, the safest bet to line up opposite miles. All right. Up next, we have the Baltimore Ravens. Last year, they finished 11-5, and 4-2 and two in the division. Um, first round, they had the 27th pick. Second round, the 58th pick. And the third round, the 105th pick. Their needs are, let me say it again, edge rusher, safety, and 
who wide receiver? I don't know why wide receiver isn't first, low key, but um, <laughs> who wants to go first on the Ravens? I mean, I could probably talk about that just real quick. I losing Ngakwe and Judon in free agency is probably why edge rusher is number one. Yeah. Um, I don't think Ngakwe did a whole lot for them last year, but Judon was really impactful. I I agree. Receiver is probably the biggest need for them, but if they can continue to have their run focused around the run, whether it's the quarterback option or right. just Lamar being Lamar, maybe they don't need it as much as we might think. So with Hollywood staying, well, I don't, what do we call him now? I don't know. But um, if he can stay more healthy, maybe he can after, get a deep after the last seasons, we call him Marquise. We just excuse me. Yes. Uh, Mr. Brown, Mr. Um, <laughs> maybe not Hollywood, more Inglewood. I don't know. Yeah. Pa- Pasadena. And, and I was going to say too, whatever, like we're, we're going to sound like broken records or whatever with even all four of these episodes, but like, who can't, I mean, who, who, who doesn't need an edge rusher? You know what I'm saying? Especially today. <sighs> yeah. You got to get to the quarterback. That's, I mean, but Yeah. And uh, I'll be honest, I'm not really familiar with some of the receivers that are outside the top, I don't know, four there. But um, I think they could use a more sure-handed guy. I mean, like, Willie Sneed would come through the for them here and there, being a sure-handed guy over the middle. Maybe something more consistent there outside of, or, you know, with Mark Andrews not being as good as he was the year before, having someone over the middle that could be more consistent would really help solidify their offense. But I do think they need to replace um, the edge rushing they're losing from Judon um, as probably their biggest need. Mm-hmm. Kiddo, you got anything for me to mention some names or? Well, you know, the Ravens uh Ravened last year. You hated them last year. You you totally like just were like, fuck the Ravens are not even that good. I'm like, damn, Lamar's I don't know, COVID stuff. It was weird. Well, you know, I just I felt like the th- He I, shat his one pants of, one game. One of the things that bothered me last year was people were afraid to admit that Lamar Jackson was not having a year as good as the year previous. I mean, and that's 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 fair to that's fair to say, but I mean, shit, the, the previous year he had a hell of a year, <laughs> right? But, but I will agree with you there. He was definitely a lot more contained in my eyes, um, where you know there was fears going into this season that he was just uncontainable. He at least he looked extremely human this year, you know. And 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 I get if the only knock I have on somebody is that they look extremely human then they're pretty damn good. And I'll admit that. Um, but for me personally, I, I just think, uh, I, I definitely think for them, I think one of the, one of the bigger things is going to be that edge rusher. Like Jack said, that there, there's a reason that it's first. Um, and lucky for them, there is a gentleman. Everyone's talking about Micah Parsons, who's coming out of Penn state. He's going to be in the top 10. He's probably, yeah. He's right. either going to be the best linebacker out of this draft class or a complete flop. Uh, <laughs> sim- simply because the dude didn't play last year. He he took COVID timeout, essentially. Um, so he's got a year off under his belt, maybe not so um, impactful coming off, or maybe he's just working like crazy. No one really knows. That's what you're saying. Right, exactly. And so um, I think... 
for me, there's another guy coming out of Penn State, the guy that that played across from him, uh, Jason Owe. Um, he can be both an edge rusher and an outside linebacker, which I think kind of gives them a versatility that, uh, you know, that, that was essentially before that was even a thing, you know, that that's essentially how they were using Ray Lewis. Um, and so I, I, I think he would definitely be a good pick for them just because we, we know how versatile that defense at least tries to be. Um, and so I think that that would at least help him fit in as far as that's concerned. Nice. Um, some of the names I have written for this team. Okay, here's the butchering. Aziz Ajilari, linebacker out of Georgia. Rashad Bateman, a receiver out of uh, Minnesota. And again, Trayvon Morang Woodard, the safety out of TCU. I, I think thoughts on the Ravens? I think one more thing there's to consider. I think mm-hmm. They added uh, Zeitler in the offseason guard uh, from the Browns first and then the Giants this past, what, two seasons. And um, trying to show the offensive line a little bit more for them. Um, what they still haven't replaced is the loss to Marshall Yonda from him retiring. If they could potentially find, like, we're talking about edge rushers being like every team needs an edge rusher. And a lot of mm-hmm. these lists that I see, everyone's taking edge or needs an edge rusher. If there's just a run on them in the first round here, maybe there'll be a really good tackle that could fall that could replace that hole at left tackle that uh, Yada gave up. So I think that's a consideration for them. Meadow? At the end of the day, for me, the Ravens are a team that is well-rounded on all sides of the ball. Um, But they're almost too well-rounded that it hides their weaknesses. So this, this is a pick It's still late first round, but this is a pick that I, in my opinion, at least can make or break them just because they're either, you know, knowing at least the Ravens pass, they're either going to pick a guy who's going to be a great producer or is not really going to be much? Oh God. Sorry, they're going to pick a guy who's going to be a great producer or just simply won't amount to too much. I feel it. I was going to say, you, you sleep on the Ravens or the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sleeping. What you mean? Damn, man. I'm sleeping All like right. a Steelers defense playing the Browns in the playoffs. I'll tell you that much. Oh, transition. Ooh. Oh, last team in this uh, division, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wave the terrible towels. Not really. I wish I can burn one. Yeah, please don't. (laughs) Imagine if I burnt one and put it on Instagram or whatever just to have their fan base come at me. Shout out a throwback to our last pod. Worst fan base. Let's go. Hey, (laughs) I think a couple of my cousins might run up on me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last year, they finished 12 and 4. You know, started off real hot, and then, you know, watched the football team, got in that ass. Um, in the division, they were 4-2. and two. Um, In the picks, first round, they have the 24th pick. Second round, the 55th. Third round, the 88th pick. Their needs are running back, offensive lineman, and corner. Who wants to go first over here? I, I 100% disagree. Okay, like, speak on that. Hard. I think their first need, 
I think their first need is cornerback. Oh. Okay. I think their first need is cornerback. Okay. Their second need is cornerback. Their third need is safety. Their fourth is cornerback. They lost. <laughs> so, they lost so many defensive backs in the offseason. And it's not that it was so many. It was just it was so many key defensive backs. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I think falling down to them is uh, I, I believe his name's Aaron Robinson. Um, he'll at least when the Steelers come around, he'll probably he's out of UCF. He will probably be the best cornerback left in, in in the first round by the time it falls to them, um, and so I think uh, a cornerback is, is is definitely something that they're they're going to have to look at because I, I feel like if they don't, I feel like if they don't, it's uh, it's it's going to be curtains. Before I let Jack go in, um, real quick question about that: Do you think they would be better off? trying to get somebody like late with that first round pick moving up and, or potentially trading to find a established guy. Your, or you guys thoughts on that with cornerback. Oh gosh. It's, um, it's possible. Because I, I mean, they got, they got like what? I mean, we all think for sure this has got to be Ben's last year, right? Cause I thought it was going to be this year. I thought it was last year, like the year before. <laughs> that, yeah. that too, whatever. I mean, I don't know how long Juju signed or whatever, but it's like, yo, that window's closing. It's closing fast. I fuck with Minka, you know, but hey, that window is closing, boy. I mean, Keto, you you can. Well, I don't know. I I think quarterback's a big need for them. Um, Not rocking with Doug Hodges. He's not on the roster anymore. Who's the other guy? Um, Mason Rudolph. And then Mason they, they, Rudolph. And then they picked up Haskins, which I don't think that's the answer for the future either. <laughs> but they're they're going to let him ride the bench and try hey, to man, figure out if he like can figure second, his life second out. Second chance, man. You know? If he's gonna if he's gonna okay, excel no, with no, anybody, no, no, it'd be no, no, Tomlin. No, 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 no. Yeah, you know we fuck with Tomlin, man. If anybody can get the best out of him, it'd be Mike Tomlin. A a second chance was Michael Vick. barely had a first chance okay so well i'm not trying to shit on haskins or whatever michael vick was a generational talent (laughs) uh all day damn man you you liked him in philly come on who mike i like mike in philly that's what I'm talking about. Oh, 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 oh okay, okay, okay. I, did, I, I was thinking you were talking about Mike right there instead of Dwayne, my fault. Nah, you know, you, me and you have talked about. You got the jersey. I'm like, shit, I know you yeah. ain't going to have no Vic slander. But those, he's, those he's saying that, that Vic know. actually had a first. Haskins yeah. hasn't had a first. There's no second chance for someone that hasn't done anything yet. Damn, yeah, that's true. I mean, for those of you who don't know, I have a signed Michael Vic jersey. In my hallway, and but contrary to popular belief, because when I tell a lot of my all you Cuban clients that, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, do you not like animals?" Oh my god, bitch! What are you to rip? The, the the man has not only paid his time and done his there dues, but has significantly contributed to charities to deal with. The he he wasn't even fighting the dogs. It was his bro. 
man, don't get me started. It, 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 hey, yo, hey, I remember the, the his truth brother doesn't was matter, a though. You know that. It's just for a minute. Right. Remember when I thought Marcus was going to be next? I know y'all remember that time. Yep. I remember Marcus. <laughs> I, remember, I thought Marcus was up next, man. <laughs> All right, look, I'm just looking at the Steelers roster. I didn't even realize that James Conner signed with the Cardinals. So He did that today. Quarterback. Get <laughs> yeah, out of so, here. Yep. So, yeah, he, he's not Dang. even there anymore. So they're starting running against Betty Snell. Roethlisberger, who's on like a quarter of a leg at this point. Obviously, the receivers are great. They the, both the pounties retired, I think. So pounties out of the center, that, yeah. offensive line. Everyone's going to talk about them replacing Bud Dupree. I'm seeing a lot more holes than I would have realized is on the Steelers roster right now, and hey, I'm not really sure. Quick what question, or whatever, should go. because I have a lot of linemen for them or whatever. But the first running back or whatever I have, at least for or the only running back I have for them or whatever, uh, Najee Harris, running back out of Bama. See, I like that. I I like him in general, but oh yeah, I like. I think he's talented. I don't think anyone's gonna argue that move. <laughs> well, I mean, he reminds me of like what was old buddy that's in Arizona right now. Like they do the same things at Bama. No, he reminds me of Mark Ingram. Interesting, Bruiser. But I think, I mean, better hands too, though. You think? Or I mean, Ingram no, didn't have bad hands, but better. But I'm saying, as far as like the captains, the captains would go up. To, to do the coin flip and fucking Najee Harris looked like a road to glory created character. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was like, we're talking six, four, 843 pounds of sheer muscle, 99 speed. I just want to know what they feed these kids, man. <laughs> I'm telling you all. It has to be Tyson chicken nuggets, bro. <laughs> Look, just just like they literally get like a um, a syringe or whatever full of steroids and like yeah, eat the whole chicken whole. <laughs> Bro, you remember you remember how the professor created the Powerpuff Girls? That's essentially what they're doing in hoods across America. Kill like, go X. <laughs> I actually think that's a really good call, Najee Harris. That seems like a decent time in the draft for probably. I mean, it's him and the NTN are like the top two running backs, right? I wouldn't be surprised at that point to see a, a top running back go off the board. What, oh, not right. Yeah, what are they at? 24. So like yeah. basically the back of the first round. That's not bad. I mean, it could Najee potentially be similar to what Lev was when he was on the Steelers? Potentially. I, I just don't know how they ever solve that quarterback situation because everything I hear about next year's draft is – not that strong at quarterback, which I also think is a misnomer because I think they say that every fucking year. And then right. these guys like Zach Wilson come out of fucking nowhere and are supposedly the shit all of a sudden. So I don't really know how to feel about that right now. But if Ben's going to play, Ben's going to play. They're going to let him play. He, he resigned for the year and all that. Maybe Najee would be a good fit there and kind of fill out the rest of that offense. I, I don't also, really know how the line goes, but good. Also to what Keto said. Well, Keto said this all of last year. Like all last year, he was like, "Yo, I'm not trying to shit on him." But he was, no, "This is Keto's words, not me." He's like, "You can put someone in there, running back or whatever, and they'll do everything Le'Veon did." So, to what did you say about yeah. Najee, or whatever? I mean, you know, running back by design. Shit, I'll say it again too. <laughs> but yeah, but, they, uh, they do uh, they uh, do some things with the line, with the line. You know what I'm saying? Of the caliber of player, though, and especially in terms of his physical ability, I think Najee would fill that better than most yeah i i'll i'll agree um any final things on the Steelers? i think we're there already 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they have a lot of work to do, surprisingly. I, I mean, I know that – well, they had a great run at the beginning of the season and then completely tanked and fell apart. But So maybe it's not surprising they have a couple holes in their roster, though I think everyone kind of thought it was more injury-related last year, especially when it comes to how many you know, um, pass rushers they lost to injury. I I don't know, man. I I would – wouldn't be surprised to see them fall to the bottom of the AFC North this year. That's the easy with this division too. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I see your point and raise you one bangle, but yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it's hard to argue with possible. That. I'm not, I'm definitely not going to sit here and say it's impossible. It's definitely possible. Um, other people besides Najee, we have, um, Samuel Cosme, Cosme, Offensive tackle out of Texas, Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State, and I want to say Elijah Vera Tucker, a guard out of um, USC. Also, Kendall, when you get the chance, look up Tevin or yeah, Tevin Jenkins, the tackle out of Oklahoma State. Not what you expect. I love me some Tevin Jenkins, son. <laughs> I looked at his picture and I was like, whoa! I was expecting this. <laughs> he looks like a big old baby. Um, you guys ready to jump over to the NFC side? Yeah. All right, let's start this off with the Detroit. Oh, we're not basketball. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Shout out to homie AJ, whatever. Um, last year no, they really finished. Shout out because to be a dedicated Lions fan, I could never. Legit is a dedicated Lions fan. Every time I talk about the Lions, I, I shout him out and I feel bad for him. But, hey, you know, congratulations. Him and his beautiful wife are about to have a beautiful baby boy soon. So, yes, you know, sir. congrats. Shout out. Um, last year, they finished 5-11. and 1-5 in, in the division. But um, I will say, I will go as far as to say mm-hmm. they did not play. They play tough every week. I about to say they did not. They did not play five and eleven. They they at least were in it many and, times. And and who is the core of that toughness for that team? <laughs> yeah. 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 he's in L.A. now, and he ain't there. Yeah, um, got fucking chuckle fuck. <laughs> we're about to talk about. We're about to talk about. We're about to talk about him. Um, the first round they have the seventh pick. Second round the forty-first pick. Third round they have the seventy-second and the hundred and second pick. Their needs are cornerback, which they drafted one last year, linebacker, and receiver. Who wants first on the Detroit Lions? Akuda was hurt last year, right? Am I making that up? I, I, dude, I don't know anyone that watched Detroit besides my homie. I think he yeah, got fair. hurt. I think both least all them all Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> like every year. No offense. All right. So I'm just looking at their. Depth chart. Good God. I mean, <laughs> you can say that any year. <laughs> um, hey, their throwbacks are cold. I don't care. <laughs> oh, throwbacks are great. So, Jared Goff, obviously, I feel like I don't really know. I feel like that's a stopgap for the future. I think we're all probably in agreement there. They signed Terrell Williams. They signed Perriman. They lost Gall- or Galladay. Mm. They still have Hawkinson. I don't really know anyone on either of the lines, to be honest with you. I, I, 
just looking at this team right now, the way it's constructed, DeAndre Swift, they signed Jamal Williams. They still carry on Johnson. That's a hell of a backfield. If, yeah. if, if you're when, when golf was doing well for the Rams, it was all play action related with obviously Gurley, but they still had Malcolm Brown and that whole situation going on. If they just go run heavy, maybe that's a path they could take this season. I, I don't really remember that much about their new coach. either. It's the guy from Miami, right? Oh yeah, because we got what's the name fired. Um, I'm weak. Carolina got two coaches fired. I'll never forget it. That was the highlight of my year. <laughs> I I think like the easy thing to say sitting in the seventh spot is to take one of these receivers. But if Sewell fell to them or another offensive lineman that could really like maybe a guard or something that could help them get their run game going and just have that kind of centered behind. Two very proven running backs and carry on Johnson and Jamal Williams. He was good in Green Bay, especially running behind Jones and then get DeAndre Swift for the change of pace. Maybe that's how you get golf to pretend it's California playing indoors. And see, like, you know, I, I think my favorite part and, 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 you know, definitely part of the plight of being an Eagles fan is the fact that we can sit here and accurately predict. Okay. Well, they're definitely probably going to go for this position or go for this position. And I feel really good for whoever falls behind Philadelphia because they're probably going to have a guy. Oh oh my God. Trevor Lawrence, Philadelphia. (laughs) And they would draft fucking Sarah Fuller kicker out of Vanderbilt. Oh my God. Why does he have to catch a straight? And that would just—they they did saying, lose I'm, that writer. Just saying. Oh my god! <laughs> if she even gets drafted, I will scream. Sorry, go ahead. But you know, it's just—it's just nice we can, uh, you know, we can predict a lot of this shit. Um. What's funny, I have a couple names for them or whatever, but like literally two of them are quarterbacks. You guys want to guess the two? Who oh, would God, fall out Lord. of that top? Uh, Trey, Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Uh, yeah, the, which is surprising because, you know. I've got Trey Lance going to another team we're going to talk about later. Okay, cool. Uh, it's not surprising to hear Mac Jones isn't one of those just because of the 49ers news, but I, I, I can't wait to talk about the fucking West for that reason. Yeah, I, I feel like they'll take a receiver because I think you're going to just take someone in the skill position here. I think they should take an offensive lineman. Just, I mean, especially to protect golf, even uh, he needs time to do anything is what it seems like. I don't really know. This is probably the hardest one we've done yet. I, I don't know where they should go with anything. I also have a linebacker and two cornerbacks. Um, Micah pa- uh, Parsons? Parsons. Linebacker yeah, out of Parsons. Yeah, okay. Parsons, yeah. my bad. That's linebacker that one, out of that's Penn that one State. John I was talking to you about earlier. Okay, yeah. Um, J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. And Patrick Sertens, the second, cornerback out of Bama. Certain. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's another one Certain. Go. God knows these names. I'm sorry. It's okay. Those those are the top two corners. I I feel like it would be a miss for them to have gone corner first last year and go corner again. 
especially because I don't think it's their defense that's losing games to them necessarily. I but agree with you. I, I if they're going to go that can what I'm talking about trying to go control style offense. I don't really think your secondary helps you there either though, but because then you just get behind, and then what are you going to do if you don't have golf really slinging it to anyone? Uh, and I don't it's really probably going to be the run game. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. So. Bitch, where? <laughs> oh, Detroit. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Lions fans. I I wish I had more to say. I I don't know. I think the golf thing is a little bit disappointing, but they believe in him. Maybe they have something schemed up for it. Who knows? Also, um, shout out to uh, my uh, my downstairs neighbor. You know, I don't know if you guys are going to hear them at some point in this episode, but they've been super loud for like ever since they moved in. Um, it was cool. So just like we shout out to Greenville, um, shout out to my downstairs neighbors. What what kind of noises we hearing? Everything. And I know what you're thinking. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I guess, have we already said our final takes on Detroit? Yeah. Sorry, Detroit. Yeah, sorry, I'm, Detroit. I, wide receiver guard, sorry. I don't know. Are the Tigers at least good, Keto? Because, I mean, Pistons ain't looking so oh, hot. No. Lions, oh, my God. They're one of the worst teams in, in MLB right now. Damn, so it's just terrible everywhere. Dude, so how about this? I have – I've I've purchased MLB TV just because I like to watch baseball while I work, right? And um, the only game that was on was Detroit and uh, Minnesota, and I was like, damn, really? Like, this is a- – <laughs> And so I, Midwest I – I turned it on, and the pitcher ended up um, <laughs> the pitcher ended up striking out Minnesota's uh, Minnesota's first three batters, and I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, the the Tigers might do something. And um, I turned off the game because I had a couple clients. I turned back, I turned the game back on in like the sixth inning, and Minnesota was winning fifteen to one. Mm. Ill. Mm-mm. So no, Detroit is a very sad town. At least they have the Pistons. I'm just playing. <laughs> the Tigers right. might be Pistons, quite honestly. Jesus. Um. All right. Up next, we have the Chicago Bears. Speaking of quarterback situations. Oh man, yeah. Um, last year they finished eight and eight. Two and four in the division. Picks. First round, they have the 20th pick. Second round, the 52nd. And third round, the 84th pick. Um, needs quarterback, lime, and cornerback. That's crazy. It's almost like I said that the year after they drafted Mitchell Trubisky. I can't imagine why they would need a quarterback. Well, well, can I can I go ahead and say can I can I just start off with this because you can, this you can made try. me laugh. Okay, <laughs> this made me laugh. The very first name, the very first under team, oh, you know, names are interested in or whatever, right? Before I get to like, you know, a receiver or even a tackle or a cornerback, the first name that popped up for them was Mac Jones out of Bama. I'm like, yeah. is this not Mitch 2.0? No, cuz Mac Jones actually went to a school that specializes in football. You kind of set yourself up for that. 
I mean, I did, but I mean, I just I mean, no disrespect. Fact, but, stay, I mean, man. I'm just like. Mitch Trubisky went to a basketball school to play football. And so, like, and, and, and we all have our jokes, yeah, but I, I, people forget, like, I'm sorry, but he didn't really do anything in college to prove. Oh, I was about to say, wait, 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 who are you talking about forgot? I was watching him. Sir, like, think about who you talking. Like, I still say Marquise was the better quarterback when he was there. We all don't know Marquise Williams. I was fucking with him. Like, people really don't know. And I think for me, that that's what's most frustrating is because it's like I've, I watched that man all season. And then not only did I watch that man suck all season, I watched the Browns give up three picks to move up one spot to get him. Or the Bears. Like, what? So... Now that they just knew they now just, that the Trubisky experience experiment is over and they realize they should have gotten Patrick Mahomes. I think for them to not fuck this up, I, I honestly, I say they don't even worry about a quarterback unless Trey Lance is still on the board. There's no way yeah. Trey Lance lasts to 20. Uh, I don't know, because just in my experience lately, North Dakota quarterbacks aren't really looked upon. <laughs> well, well, if I'm being honest. <laughs> and you well. also got to remember. Coaches and scouts and GMs like players they can see. Trey had one game. Yeah, Matt Jones has an entire season. An entire natty. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence obviously isn't going to be there. Um, I feel bad for the team that drafts Justin Fields. Um, I, I think it's the opposite, but that's me personally. Well, for for me, look, it's one thing in college when the so you, you know me, I like to get really into this shit. Yeah. Um, and the amount of tape that I've watched on Justin Fields, I can count off off the top of my head four passes where he snapped the ball and didn't look at his intended target to start with. No, I, 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 I can I can take that. My only like rebuttal would be, but it was like, oh, shit, Jalen Waddles is that way, whatever. Okay, he's wide open. Oh, shit, Devontae Smith's that way. Oh, he's also wide open. It's going to be a lot different. It is, but it's also like for me personally looking at it, I go, it's it's one thing to do that at Ohio State where you're gonna have wide receivers who can who can do it for you. What are you gonna do? What are you what are you gonna do in New York? What do you what do you what are you gonna do? When you go to a team that doesn't have the receiving help that Ohio State did. I mean, wouldn't that be the same thing I just said for Mac, though? Right, but at least in at, at least he can go through progressions. And, and, and again, that's just my opinion. I'm not an, a, a fucking NFL scout or whatever, but when I look at Justin Fields, I see somebody who is 110% dependent on his receivers 
as opposed to his receivers trusting him to find the open man. And that was, and that proved to be his downfall in the national championship. He just he was way too obvious so many times. And if you look at what a lot of NFL scouts say about him, that that's that's the number one knock that a lot of them have is he makes it a little too obvious where he's going with the ball. Look, <laughs> I mean, also to their defense, let a dude go, go for like two hundred receiving in the first half. Dude, I mean, God bless, he went stupid. But it's also like. <sighs> Who else was his quarterback? Mm. I don't think Mac Jones is, is an NFL-ready quarterback at all, but um, I think between him and Justin Fields, it's at least a discussion on who you pick first. Look, I, I think when it comes to the Bears specifically, realistically, the only way they get one of these quarterbacks, per, I think, out of 20 is by trading up. So whether they and do I, that or not. A little uh, – I'm skeptical of trading up anymore for quarterbacks. <laughs> oh man. So I don't really think that's going to be something they do. I think they're just going to ride with the Dalton Foles camp and see what comes out of that. Which I think God, Andy Dalton got such a bad rap in my opinion in Dallas, but he, he basically did what he went to Dallas to do. And that was to prove that he was still capable starter. You know, no one here really had any beef with him. Like he was, he was a good guy. We all love him to death, but you know, I, I, I feel like, um, I feel like the bears best bet, at least right now is to draft a quarterback in the third or fourth round. Coming off the pace behind how Prescott started after that injury and having to play it the rest of the season, there was no way Dalton was going to shine. So he was serviceable. He did his thing. He's got a chance to the Bears, and they have a backup in Foles. They have something going on there. Bears I think a, the, the – Good. No, I was saying the Bears have already named Andy Dalton as their starting quarterback. All right, fair enough. Well, I mean, at least they – if it doesn't work out, they they have somewhere to go. I think the biggest yeah, loss they have. I feel like your best bet, if you're the Bears, is to go in the in the third or fourth round with a quarterback. Sure. Um, I think the Bears, the strength of their teams of defense, and I think the biggest loss they have in the offseason is losing Kyle Fuller. So if you're going to replace that and keep that part of your team cemented, you probably do something like go for a J.C. Horn, get a defensive back, a quarterback that can – tandem up with who's there on her corner uh trufant i mean he's older but he's still good you have eddie jackson back there too yep keep keep the, def- the defense strong keep the secondary strong that definitely helped keep you in the game um last thing i was gonna say is just i still kind of feel bad for alan robinson but he did resign so that is on him <laughs> um hashtag and- free robinson yeah please i just hope he has an actual haircut this year i don't know what the hell that was i'm still confused the only other way I could see them going is to get offensive line, just because I don't really recognize any of the guys on this offensive line. I pulled up the PFF ranks just to see. They were 20th last year overall, so they could use improvement there, too. But, I mean, if you're going to make a splash in the first round, you do something like J.C. Horn. Yeah, with that, I'm just going to say name or whatever. Um, homie, I said earlier, whatever, Taven Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Now that they have a quarterback that can pass, the offensive line is definitely going to be important. Uh, we good on the Bears? Oh, God, I could go on forever, but yes. Jack? Yeah. 
Nah, you 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 can go on forever or whatever. But this next team, I know you can. I know you've been waiting and anticipating for the Minnesota Vikings. You like that? Last year they finished seven and nine, four and two in the division. <laughs> First round they have the 14th pick, and then they have in the third round the 79th and the 91st pick. Their needs, which I probably should have wrote the second tier or whatever, but edge rusher and offensive line. They need first with the Vikings. In my opinion, I feel like the Vikings should go out and sign Mitchell Trubisky. He already signed with Buffalo. Uh, (laughs) I I out his contract, bro. That's, That's their guy. That, that's, got, that's the Viking of the future. I mean, you ain't got no thoughts on their on their current quarterback, you know? But when they fell on a team. Um, who's their quarterback now? Come on, man. You talk about their quarterback all the time. No, I mean like their quarterback. I know who the guy in the quarterback position is, but they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> it's just funny because I had hated him prior to even coming into the league or whatever. And then, like... I feel like some people just kind of turned on him after that. Well, look, it, it's it's I I so as an NFC East fan, and I'm sure Jack feels the same sentiment. We have teams in the NFC East that look, we hate every team that's in our division, but there's one team that we respect a little more than any other team. For me, that team was always the Washington football team. And so, you know, I hated every team, but, it, you know, if one team was going to win the division, as long as it wasn't the Giants or the Cowboys, if the Eagles couldn't do it, I'm fine with that. And, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins played for the, uh, the, the, the cancels, and uh, I, was, I was okay with it. He was good with them, not great, but performed as well as he could under the circumstances of being a very mediocre quarterback. Super mid. Yeah. I mean, like, Kobe White probably wouldn't be ready for how mid it is. I'm mid. I'm mid. And um, my only issue my only issue started when he went to Minnesota and started acting like he was the second coming. I've never seen a quarterback in my life <laughs> get an $83 million contract for doing absolutely nothing. With all of it guaranteed? <laughs> no. It's just a good agent, man. It's just a good agent. Bro, if I'm that agent, I'm like, look, you, you're going to be lucky to get a couple bucks. <laughs> you, you, you need to start turning them in glass bottles to get money back for that. I mean, that's it's just rough, man. Like, Not crushing cans. Bro, and, I'm, and look, like I feel bad for Vikings fans, but... I also don't <laughs> like at all. I was like, no, you don't. You sat on them all last year and the year before that. Cause they deserved it. Well, we went to Philadelphia and threw shit at them and then they started being mean to us. Yeah. Well, no fucking shit. <laughs> anyway, that's the, that, that, that's just a personal beef. I don't have a lot of personal beef in the NFL, you know? No, no, you do never. <laughs> um, Jack, anything on the Vikings? I mean, when it comes to them, Zimmer prides himself on his defense. 
and he came out the end of last year and said how absolutely bad his defense was. They went out and they tried to address that in free agency to start with. They signed Patrick Peterson, which is huge, and they signed Dalvin Tomlinson uh, for their line. I think they re-signed Weatherly as well for their line, who was a Viking before. He played for the Panthers last year, I believe. So they could go with Ed Rusher, which is one of the needs that was listed for them. Um, Someone opposite of uh, Daniel Hunter, I think that'd be a good look for them, especially if that's really where Zimmer's mindset is, is making sure his defense doesn't cost him anything else because he values that so highly. I can see that happening for sure. And I just go back to offensive line again. I, I, I feel like I keep doing that. And sometimes I guess maybe sometimes I'm just looking at depth charts sometimes here. I don't recognize a lot of guys, which is probably part of the course. And I'm not going to sit here and talk about offensive linemen coming out of the draft. Who's the best at this either. Cause I don't grind tape like that. But uh, the strength of their offense is clearly Dalvin cook. And then having whatever they can play off of Dalvin cook comes out to Jefferson and Thielen, even Irv Smith. So having, I don't know, maybe a guard in there or someone on the line to push that run game forward would be a smart pick for them. If not in the first round somewhere near after that, but I bet Zimmer would prioritize the defense and go edge rusher. Don't bite your tongue. Favorites, um, you know, Cook and um, just, <laughs> I'm messing up, but yeah, it's, it's it's just cousins. It's just cousins, man. It's just I don't know. I don't get it. I've, I haven't gotten it in years. I'm still confused. Kyle Shanahan still loves him. That is still weird to me. Well, he's a good guy <laughs> for my system. Like, what, really? What's the? I just, I don't, I'm lost. <laughs> Um, okay, so the the butchering of the names, um, I don't even know how to say this first name, but, um, Pay? Brown's an ancestor. (laughs) Uh, Kawiti Pay, defensive end out of Michigan. That's your team. Gregory, um, Morsai, Morsai, defensive end out of Miami. Then I got two linemen. Are you thinking Gregory Gregory Rousseau? There, okay, Rousseau, that works. Yeah, he. I, I see him on here for one of these. I, yeah, I, I think an edge rusher would make sense for them. And like I was saying, uh, what was that back with the Browns? H- having edge rushers on both sides is going to help get you deeper into the game when it comes to the playoffs. Um, if they can get there with Cousins, mm-hmm. that's a whole other debate for another day. All right, we good on the Vikings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, to finish this off, the Green Bay Packers. Last year, they finished 13-3, and 5-1 and one in the division. First round, they had the 29th pick, second round, the 62nd pick, and third round, the 93rd pick. Needs are cornerback, linebacker, and wide receiver. Last year, they finished with an L, but they did. <laughs> hey man, you know they quarterback. He's he's in a good set of mind or whatever. He won MVP. He got married. He got Jeopardy. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. I mean, who, who wants the Packers? Oh, go ahead, Ghetto. 
Uh, so, I'm, if you will. Mm-hmm. Imagine Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> okay. But as a quarterback. <laughs> okay. That's I don't want to think about the person. That's essentially the level that that Aaron Rodgers is at. They're both old as shit, but Aaron Rodgers is at least producing. Um, and so, uh, with that being said, I feel like they they have to look at one that defense needs substantial help. Oh yeah, but I also feel like it's not going to hurt them at all to look at possibly getting another offensive lineman to maybe shore up what, what, what they have now. Um, I don't think that'll hurt. That's definitely something that can wait until a second or third round pick. Um, but I definitely think they need to look at a, um, look at a, look at a lineman for sure. A lineman says they're interested in, um, Alex Leatherwood guard out of Bama. Yep. I don't think he can go wrong with the guard out of Bama. Oh, of course not. Um, Jack, Packers? I mean, besides the fact that Aaron Rodgers is going to replace Trebek, this is clearly going to affect his MVP status going into next year. He's going to have to be focused on trivia. It's going to be difficult for him. But um, realistically, (laughs) in the way we've talked about this whole time when it comes to edge rushers, having, you know, balance on the line there, there has to be more balance at the receiver for this team. Devontae needs to have more space. And I just don't see yep. any other way that Lazard or Funches is really going to, or uh, MVS is going to take the pressure off of there. We, it, it should have been last year. We talked about it last year. If people are saying this year actually is relatively deep for the receivers, which again, I don't know that much outside of the top couple, especially if one slides or, if they really appreciate what Rogers did for them last year with only Devante as his main option, trade up, get one of these receivers, get someone Talk to, to help him out. Talk to him. Let me see. I have uh Rondé Moore receiver out of Purdue. Kadarius, Tony receiver out of Florida and Greg Newsom, the second receiver out of Northwestern. Kadarius is what I do when I laugh at you. Or when I scoff at you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I want um, smoke with him. What's he gonna do? He pussy. Nah, I don't I don't want no smoke or whatever. I've seen Bro, what that dude like. could probably eat me, quite honestly. Possibly. Pause. Um also, I mean, is this kinda like what I said about Pittsburgh or whatever to a degree? Like if they don't do it within like the next two years, that window's closed. I'm gonna give them two years to be nice, but yeah, I feel like this I'll, year got to go be here. Uh, a part of me is even inclined to say that that window might have already passed. Oh shit! Not that Aaron Rodgers has passed his prime, but he's definitely not getting further into his prime. Nah, that's facts. I'd say like another limiting factor on that is having to re-sign Aaron Jones to keep him there for the money they yep. did. Doing doing moves like that are gonna cut into your potential to grow the roster the way you need to to make a run. I also, like how shitty Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones. There. Well, he wants to get paid, man. Everyone wants to get paid. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to 
shit on that necessarily. When they were talking about places he could go outside of Green Bay, I couldn't see it working anywhere else. So I'm happy he stayed. But for the money, like that's just as an organization, when you start to make moves at positions like that with that kind of money, it starts to cut out what you can do otherwise, which maybe you should get a friendly rookie deal on another playmaker at receiver. Trade up, Packers. So, um, and our final take um, on the Packers. Uh, fudge Packers. <laughs> See, I didn't want to break it out this episode, but shit, fuck the Fudge it. Packers. You know how it is. I mean, also shout out, shout out, Jack. Last year, whatever, the beginning of the year, sending me that infamous meme or whatever. The Packers <laughs> go eight and eight this year. <laughs> From King, the King of the Hill meme. <laughs> you know, and it couldn't have been more wrong, but it doesn't lessen the joke. At, oh, at I all. laughed. It couldn't have been more wrong, but at the same time, they ended up in the same spot they would have if they finished 8 and 8. Hey, shout out to the um, no more 8 and 8s. Uh, not this year, next year, right? Expanding the schedule, but oh that's my tragic. God, dude. I mean, fucking God. Jason Garrett and Shambles. Jason Garrett is punching I was about to say, so air So Jason right Garrett's 8-8. Eight eight. Um, who's 7-9? Jeff Fisher? Jeff, Jeff Fisher. <laughs> they are punching <laughs> air right now. Do you hear me? <laughs> I think it'll definitely make the playoff races a lot more interesting, though. But I, I, I don't like it because, I mean, I mean, you think, you think of it just like anything else. The NFL season has such a strain on players that, you know. Yeah. One more week. People are like, well, one more week won't hurt. And I'm like, no, one more week can. That's that's the issue. That's what they're fighting. It's obviously a greed move by the owners and everyone knew it going in. And they did, too. They don't care because they get that money. Talk to them. When you said punching there, I was thinking of that one scene in Malcolm and Marie. My man was just pissed off in the middle of the field like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) If you've seen that movie, y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, I laughed my ass off. Dog, he was pissed. I just finished my mac and cheese. <laughs> Jack, another movie you got to get into. Um, I, th- I think we're good. The North, man. It's, a, it's another film for the culture. Facts. Um, I don't like think we, we ran that. out of steam. I just think the AFC was more interesting, honestly. I don't really know what to do with the NFC North. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the I NFC mean- North... The NFC North is there's a status quo that has been there for the last however many years, and it's going to be there for at least the next two or three. The Packers are going to run everything. The Bears mid, are mid. The Bears are going to be mid. The Vikings are going to be uh, midder than mid, and the Lions are going to be rebuilding for another year. I've been rebuilding my entire life. But then we can all look at the Browns and be hopeful. Yeah, that's that's a true beacon, a true shit-colored beacon. I mean, Jim Caldwell got fired for some. Okay, I'm not gonna do it this episode. Um, but yeah, like we said at the beginning, guys, um, we're gonna go through all you know the South, East, and West, and everything going into the NFL draft. I'm excited. Watch y'all, boys. I am too, y'all. I'm a little disappointed in the audience, though. I gotta be real. Y'all really thought that just because it was April, you weren't getting exclusive? 
Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to talk about the people that were like blowing up my phone. We need an emergency pod because Sam Darnold. And I'm like, I already got something in the works. Damn it. Y'all, y'all, y'all weren't getting, y'all really thought you weren't getting exclusive NFL content in April from the most dangerous podcast in the universe. I mean, we just be you. glad. Just, just be glad. You know, somebody didn't say, "Oh, we need an emergency episode for Dak." Sign- oh, okay, let me stop. That was it. That was Bro, it. Yikes. That was it. Uh, that was it. Um, remember, like always, individuals who can blow away with the wind. Uh, I'm gonna say some other stuff, stuff off here. Um, remember, like always, ladies and gentlemen, to rate, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Links and everything gonna be in the description and the bios below. Make sure to check out that It's April Fool's 21 playlist available on Apple Music and Spotify. You know, that heat in there boop, 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 boop. of like, you know, especially a new artist. I was sending Keto over the weekend and he was just like, new artist? I don't care. I can't um, do that. You, you know what I was doing this weekend. True, true. Um, life. Um like I said, if you guys have not already, go back and check out Monday's episode. Me and the homies, Will and Corey, talked all things um, going into WrestleMania 37. You know, reviewed both nights of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. That was insane. What's up, Will? What's up, politi- uh, Corey? Chill. Uh, Tuesday, shout out my homies, Dre and uh, Q. We dropped a dope episode, little kickbacks, you know, drunk night. Friday type flow, whatever, you know, all things rest in peace to DMX again. You know what I'm saying? Condolences his family. I've been, I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you all fair whatever about me playing DMX with him in the car the other night. That was hilarious. Um, what is this? Oh my god. Paul Pierce out here, whatever, you know. We I still need to know if Monica pulled up and made some money. And Hubert Davis making the entire block out, you know, because on his day off. <laughs> Monica, pull up, girl. You can make some money. If you in LA, pull up. I'm not married. My man went on live and said, I'm not married. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jeez. We don't black men don't cheat. We're not doing that. Hell no. But yeah, said, go back and listen to those. Um, and then you know the end of the week, we we got all things WrestleMania 37. It was fucking crazy. The week of wrestling. Oh man, just insane. So excited for that. Appreciate y'all boys, man. More NFL um, draft content to come. We will get to the South and y'all will get the, my my pain is calmed a little bit, but stay tuned. And and then when it gets to the East or whatever, be prepared to dish the other way. Um, Uh, Yeah, I think you'll be surprised with my outlook on, on the Panthers this year. We'll see. We shall see. Mononucleosis, you know. Um, So, yeah, that being said, another amazing fire NFL draft edition live from the nosebleeds. If Coco switches from the couch to off the couch one more time, we're going to fight. Boom, 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 boom on Coco. Shout out, Jack. Boom, 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 boom on the block. Keto's over there going crazy, you already know. Boom, 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 in the two. Shout out Greenville or whatever. This is like being loud in the background like always. Perfect. This. Perfect. Right on <laughs> and, in, and until next time. <laughs> so let us